She is the co-host of The Herd, which can be seen on FS1 Monday through Friday, noon to 3 Eastern time, and heard on Fox Sports Radio. Also, the host of the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, SI All Lions, is pleased to welcome Joy Taylor. Joy, I'm so looking forward to this conversation. It's great to have you here today. Me too. Thank you for having me. I feel like I, I'm not welcome in Detroit anymore. <laughs> Well, look, the good thing is that you're not just some national media host talking about the Detroit Lions. We just spoke a little bit and you shared with me that you have history in Detroit. You visited several times. Yeah, I'm actually I'm very defensive of Detroit. I I spent a lot of time in Detroit because my grandparents, my grandfather was in the army for 30 years, retired command sergeant major, and he lived in Detroit. So we would be in Detroit several times a year. I grew up in Pittsburgh, obviously. So we drive up like, I don't know, six hour drive or whatever it was, um, several times a year. So I was there for holidays and the summer. So I spent a lot of time in Detroit growing up. So I have an affinity for the city and like a little bit for the Lions in particular, because that's a city I spent a lot of time in growing up. Absolutely. And Lions fans understand the deep-seated history of the team not winning a whole heck of a lot. And we're going to talk today a little bit about Dan Campbell, the new head coach, former Detroit Lion. You had an opportunity to get a sense to observe him in back in 2015 when he was the interim coach of the Miami Dolphins. What, what are your recollections of his time there? Well, we as Dolphins fans were kind of caught up in the, you know, the fun, the hype that Dan Campbell can bring. And Dan is a very respected guy around the league. Players love him. So, you know, he brought that energy. We called him Man Campbell. Um, I think Dan Levitard started that because, you know, he has this press conference and he's in this, you know, medium shirt and he's got the muscles and he's all about, you know, running through walls and stuff. And, you know, it, it had a little bit of success there, but not obviously what was going to translate into long-term success for the Dolphins. As we know, his time there wasn't very long. Um, so it wasn't that he was like a bad guy or necessarily a bad coach. It's just that that type of stuff has a has a lifetime to it you know that like running through the wall and you know grit and grind and all of that stuff like eventually you have to translate to do you have the talent are you developing the talent and is all of this uh raw raw stuff actually translating to wins which obviously it didn't now six years later after spending time learning uh, in New Orleans, Dan Campbell gets hired by the Detroit Lions. And now we're in the midst of OTA. It's early June. Not a lot's happening in the National Football League. And so Dan obviously was excited that he got the opportunity to be the Grand Marshal of the Detroit Grand Prix. So he shows up to his latest media session, donning a racing helmet. And everybody had a reaction to it. And yours was quite interesting in that you had potentially felt that, you know what, this might be a little bit too much at this point in time. Can you explain your reasoning for those comments that you made? Yeah. So first of all, I knew he was the grand marshal of the Grand Prix. I, I don't go on TV and just react to things. Um, so I, I said that when I was setting the story up, when Colin and I discussed it. So I did know that because a lot of people were like, don't you know why he's doing that? Like, yes, I don't think he's just randomly walking up to the press conference with a helmet on. Like I would be seriously concerned if that was the case. So yes, I did know that. Here's my thing with what and how Dan has popped up on the national media stage. 
for uh, so far in his time with the Lions. I understand when you're local, you're going to see a different side of him day to day. I know that because he was with the Dolphins when I was working locally in Miami. So I'm fully aware of that. For me, being in the national space now, I feel like a team, especially like the Lions, who has a long history of, let's just be honest, failures and not being competitive and not being able to get past that that hump, you really need to come in with a culture-building mentality. And yes, it's fun to wear helmets to the press conference. And yes, it's fun to talk about biting kneecaps and you know, this running through a wall and bringing in a real lion, like all that stuff is fun, but how it reads to the rest of, at least I'll speak for myself, how it reads to me is, okay, so it's kind of more of the same, like we're doing these over the top motivational things. We're creating this, you know, kind of over the top, you know, rah, rah culture. It's all about motivating. It's all about, you know, creating dogs and we're just going to be the toughest and the roughest and, that to me is not how you build a real culture and a long lasting winning organization. I think it's fun. I think it plays great on social media. Obviously fans love it. And especially when you're transitioning from Matt Patricia to a Dan Campbell, I mean, that is a big personality change. And to be fair, I didn't think that Matt Matt Patricia was going to have a lot of success there either. I think that the way that you build winning, and I've seen this because I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I've watched the Steelers be a winning organization for a very long time. You have to be consistent and you have to create, you know, some urgency. And that to me is just not the message that he's sending. So I think you can be that guy. I think you can have fun. I think you can make jokes. I think you can wear the helmets and do all that goofy stuff after you've shown I'm serious. This is a serious organization. Not that you have to be serious 24 seven. We know that, but present yourself in a way that you're building something. And to me, it just seems kind of gimmicky and silly. Understood. A lot of people definitely will say that, look, Nick Saban's not going to show up in a helmet. Bill Belichick's not talking about biting kneecaps that you have to kind of uphold a certain standard that many across the league have. But when you look at his personality, do you just believe that, you know, when he comes out and says, I'm just being true to myself, this is who I am, that this is the way that he's going to uh, going about building a culture? Because you said it, most players in the last couple of years had said, look, we don't want to go to Detroit as free agents. It's boring there. It's terse. Uh, Matt Patricia has created a culture. Uh, for example, Richard Sherman basically said, I entertained the idea of going to Detroit. But then when I heard about the culture from the rest of the league, I just avoided it. Do you think that this is just his manner of saying, look, let's create as much fun as we can, the total opposite of the Patriot way, so that other players will start to advertise and say, hey, come to Detroit. Maybe, but what I think is fun is winning. So while Matt Patricia had obviously not established a good culture there, he also wasn't good and wasn't winning. So all that super serious stuff is as bad as super gimmicky stuff if it doesn't translate to winning because everything is about balance. So I don't think you should overcorrect, overcorrect. I thought about this a lot today because I knew we were going to speak. It's like when you get to a new job, like any of us get to a new job. When I got to FS1, I felt like I needed to earn, you know, asking for some extra time off. I felt like I needed to earn uh, and establish myself before I, you know, did something a little out of the box on air. Uh, when I first started with Colin, I don't, I don't think I 
did anything for Halloween. I think it just wore like a regular dress and kind of did a, a little bit of a, you know, Adam's family influence. And then the next year I wore like tiny little ears. And then this year I went all out and like had the whole devil outfit because I earned that space. We're, we're crushing. We have a great show. He trusts me. He knows I'm still going to do the show. I'm not going to be talking to him in some weird voice. You know, you have to earn the space not to be yourself. Cause I think that you should always be yourself, but I think you need to earn the respect first. And that to me is like, it's about messaging, whether we like it or not optics matter. I'm a, I, I think I'm a pretty fun first person. I don't take my t- myself super seriously. I mean, the name of my podcast is maybe I'm crazy. I think sports is entertainment. It's fun. Fans should be crazy. Detroit fans should be mad at me. Like, this is what we do. We support our teams and we love our teams and we want to win. I just think it's better for me if the Lions are competitive. I don't want the Lions to be terrible. I don't want any team to be terrible. I'm from Pittsburgh. So the longest time Cleveland fans were like, you you hate Cleveland. You just want Cleveland to be terrible. I'm like, it doesn't do me any good to not be able to talk about a team because they can't win. I'd rather it be what the AFC North is now. Cleveland's great. The Steelers are bringing Ben Roethlisberger back. The Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. Cincinnati has Joe Burrow. I mean, that's every game in the AFC North is must-watch television. That's better for us. So there's this kind of idea that like the national media wants teams to be bad. Maybe some people do. I don't. I want everyone to be competitive. So if I'm being critical of Dan, it's just more about like, what is it that you're telling me? Are you really trying to build a culture here? Or are you just bringing in, you know, lots of fun? Because really, you can have a lot of fun when you're winning. What was your takeaway from the reaction that you saw online? Obviously, you saw the sensitivity of the Detroit fan base. It, feel, it felt like you poked the bear a little bit. I definitely poked the bear. I was not expecting, because I know Lions fans. I know a lot of Lions fans, actually. Um, and my producer for my podcast, he recently um, just moved on, but he, he is from Detroit, Donnie. So we will talk about the Lions often. And, uh, you know, not that all of everyone is not the same, right. But like Dottie is very much like, I don't know when we're going to win the kind of lions fan. So I do have like friends that are lions fans. I didn't expect entirely the reaction that I got, but it's all good. Like fans are supposed to be like, are supposed to defend their teams. They're supposed to be passionate and fanatic. Um, so I can take it. It's all, it's all in good fun. I hope that the lions are great this year. I genuinely do hope that like, I'm not one of those people that like, just because you guys are picking on me, I hope that they lose. Like, I hope that the the lions are great. I hope that I actually am a big fan of Jared Goff. So I really want to see what he does this year. Um, So I I actually think that the lions have a lot of interesting pieces and things that they've done um, throughout the off season. And so I just, I just want everyone to be competitive and I don't, I think that that's where it's coming from social media is not the best place to have these nuanced conversations which is why we're talking um but it's fine it's it's all good it's uh it's all in fun and fans should be passionate about their teams absolutely and that's why i wanted to reach out directly we here at si all lions we don't send out tweets to those that talk about the lions we want to have genuine conversations and we have tremendous respect for, for you to answer the questions listen to the fans and to make your case and so tremendous respect to you so now Finally, give us a glimpse because you're out there in L.A. We know Matthew Stafford, who didn't have success over 12 years. Give us a little taste, a glimpse. What's the excitement level for Rams fans having Matthew Stafford come from Detroit in a blockbuster NFL trade? People are very excited for Matthew Stafford. 
I'm really interested to see how it works because we know what Sean McVay is capable of. Obviously, people thought Jared Goff was a bust before he got with Sean McVay and they went to the Super Bowl. So he clearly has the ability to bring out greatness in people. And the Rams are one of those organizations that's very aggressive, obviously, and they go all in and they've got that new stadium. And <laughs> like, there's a big buzz for the Rams this year. I am really looking forward to seeing what, what they're able to do with Matthew Stafford. I have I've heard some people talk about they, you know, he's like an early MVP candidate type of thing. Like should be watching him for that. I want to be a little more patient, but I do think Matthew Stafford has quite a bit of pressure on him because his time in Detroit, people would really talk about how talented he was. And, you know, it's just the lions that are holding him back. And now he's with Sean McVay in Los Angeles with an organization that is not afraid to go out and spend money. That is not afraid to make big moves. So I think he actually has a, has a significant amount of pressure on him um, this year with the Rams, but I'm really looking forward to watching and see, seeing what he does. And like I said earlier, seeing what Jared Goff does, because he's, he's kind of been, you know, doubted now again. And I, I want to see what I want to see what he's got. Joy Taylor, co-host of The Herd. Definitely check out the radio program. Amazing. I listen every single day. We appreciate all your insights. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Sorry, Lions fans. No hate. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>